Hey, Nick. I really enjoy doing this podcast. Are you having a good time doing this podcast? Heather, I'm having a great time. Of course. It's, oh, it's a blast. Well, that makes me so happy to hear. I, I just can't believe it. Say, you're not doing any other podcasts, are you? Uh, 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 no, no, no. You're not lying to me, are you? You're not... You don't have another podcast that you're, like, cheating on this podcast with, are you? No, 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 I would never lie to you. If you've got another podcast, I'm gonna kill myself and then kill you! What? We present Pathologically Paranoid, Perverted, Push and Pull Puzzle Platformer Catherine this week on How Did This Get Played? How did this get played? The show where we talk about the worst and weirdest, weirdest, weirdest video games of all time. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, right here across from Nick Weiger. Hi, I'm Nick Weiger, and next to me is our producer, Matt Abadaka. Hi, Matt. Hello, everyone. Hello, oh, God, I love it. Everyone. I love it, baby. Hi, the podcast is all downhill from here. <laughs> You've heard the theme song that Devin has remixed. You've heard Matt's catchphrase. You could ju- just turn it off. We oh, still God. get the subscription Don't numbers. sell yourself short, Nick. I'm sure you have some ideas. Uh, very. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not at all. I am very unprepared for this. <laughs> you all right, dude? I'm hanging in there. I'm. You can see me sweating. I'm, I'm sweating. I can't. Usually that's my job in yeah. the booth, but you are sweating. No, I am sweating up a storm. I don't know what happened exactly. Did you run up the stairs? Uh, I did run up the stairs a little bit because it was a little late, a little harried. I also think I might have uh, that uh, Wuhan uh, virus that's going around. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's going on. <laughs> Thank you very much. Our guest is fanning me. Stay, which is very nice stay the fuck away from me. Uh, you know, we've got a really cool game this week. Um, cool? Is that the right word? Hmm. Fucked. We got a fucked. <laughs> we got a fucked game. We got a fucked game. It's fucked. Uh, but before we get into it, we always the worst we... and most fucked games. That's <laughs> what we should change, change our intro to. Uh, well, before we get into this most fucked game uh, and descend into gaming hell, we always like to spend, as always, seventy seconds in gaming heaven. Nick, you are literally crushing your forehead. Are you okay? Do Does you need... my do I look sunburned? I feel sunburned. <laughs> Did you just come back from hell? What are you talking? I might have. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Like my like my front of my head feels hot to the touch. Really? Okay. Yeah. Have some water, my guy. I'm having some water. Yeah. Do you have the flu? You might have the flu. That could be it. No, but I was feeling fine. I've been feeling fine. I think it was just in a rush to get over here, and you, then I think I sprinted up the stairs. You went up and one flight of stairs. To, oh my god! You're, you're experiencing the emotion of being flustered. Yes, that's you're, that's flustered. what's going on. I'm yeah. flustered. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we've got 70 seconds. Have you okay. have you had any time to play a fucking no. video game? No. <laughs> I haven't done anything. Um, I I played this game. I've been playing the gaming time I have, the limited gaming time I have is for the podcast, okay. unfortunately. So regrettably that's the situation I'm in. Okay, that's it. That's yeah. okay. Well, I guess I'll go. I've been playing Control, which mm-hmm. I don't love. 
Uh, I don't hate. Okay, on top of a lot of game of the year lists. People yeah, love control. It really is. And I'm I'm not that far into it. I'm maybe like four or five hours into it. Uh, I really like the control scheme. Have I talked about this on the podcast before? You you, you mentioned it lightly in the Katamari episode. Okay. Well, I, uh, I, I don't like the story and the tone. I don't like. Have I said? I feel like I've said all of this before. I don't think so. Have not I, all I, of this Is my nose bleeding? Do I have what Nick brought in? <laughs> I think you just caught what Nick has. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, I I'm really. Patient. Zero, just so you just FYI. <laughs> uh, I, well, we got 21 se- 20 seconds left. Alpataka, have you been playing anything? I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3, and I think the ghosts are too scary. Mm-hmm. I, that game is absolutely for children, but the noises that these children uh, game ghosts make are too haunting, and I don't like them, but I like smacking them around and sucking them up, and uh, Luigi is my favorite coward. <laughs> Luigi rules. I thought you were going to say sucking them off. I love sucking them <laughs> off. That's how I get them to go away. <laughs> All right, great. Uh, Nick, well, hey. Hey. You know what? We've got a great guest to discuss this week's game. This week's game is Catherine, developed by Atlas and released in 2011 for PS3 and Xbox 360. A surreal combination social slim slash puzzle platformer in which the player character Vincent navigates a love triangle with his girlfriend Catherine with a K and a woman he has one night stand with, Catherine with a C. Wait, what? Wait. Do you have a different description? What are you doing right now? I thought I was doing that part. You said it was introducing the guest and taking it from there. Yeah. Wait. So you do that part, and then I introduce the guest. Yeah, we're trying. We're, okay. Here's what's going on right now, guys. We keep divvying up the we keep divvying up the labor we're, differently. We're, try, week to we're week. trying to figure out a way to play to both of our strengths, and we don't discuss it in advance. Yeah, uh, we. I thought we did. I thought because I wrote out Catherine is a social sim platformer puzzle game developed and published by Atlas and released on PS3 and 360 in 2011. This year, in games also included Skyrim, Arkham City, Portal 2, and Dark Souls. And later, an expansion was released for PS4 and Vita in 2019. It's a very similar copy. Yeah, but way more comprehensive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot more relevant details in there. It uh, tells the story of a dude named Vincent who's in a long-term relationship with Catherine with a K, so we'll call her K. And he meets a seductive young beauty named Catherine with a C, so we'll call her C, K and C. Uh, and during the evening, he experiences nightmares that take the form of a puzzle game that he has to surmount. And that is the game we played. <laughs> we sure did. And as I mentioned, we have a great guest. He's a writer for Wrecked on TBS and Abby's on NBC. Sean Disson is here. Hi, Sean. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. I love what's happening. Right oh, now. my God. It's a real weird yeah, energy in here. I do want to say you came in with the exact energy of the main character of this game. <laughs> Right? Like, he's always like, oh, everyone's like, you don't look so good. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I'm having a tough time. Yeah. <laughs> Just a slow motion breakdown. Yeah, That's I my was whole surprised life. by that. I was like, is this a bit or is? <laughs> no, I don't do bits. There's no artifice uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Sean, you were nodding along when Heather was mentioning Control. Yes. Uh, did you play Control? So I am. I bought Control Okay. and have started Control. But like a lot of video games, I play them for like four or five hours and then they go away for weeks and weeks. Oh, I got it. So right now it's in the middle of a like, not, I'm not playing it currently. Right. But I didn't dislike it, but there was something about it that didn't compel me to keep playing it. And I don't know what it was exactly. Yeah, I feel like, okay, so I'm like, oh, this story is great. And it's got like middle-aged women protagonists, yeah. which I've never seen in a yeah. fucking video game. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, but like, I... It just feels so artificial, yeah, and and not in like a like uh, oh I, I, I like that there's like you keep inter- interacting with a triangle like an right. upside down triangle right, 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 and it's right. great and I'm like oh this should be the most threatening feeling that I've ever experienced like it in um 
what is the fucking name of, not it, the book, but it, the brain in A Wrinkle in Time, okay. where it's just supposed to be like a big threatening presence. Right. Pennywise. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's not what <laughs> I can't believe you asked us to edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said that six minutes, like, like a long time later. But um, yeah, yeah, there is definitely parts that don't fully add up to me, but then, I don't know, like there's little story beats. Like I'm into any game that's like, has a really good story. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, that's not like a uncommon thing to say, <laughs> but like, I really liked old creepy games like Silent Hill. So oh, I thought yeah. like this would be similar. Yeah, yeah. But there's something a little bit artificial about it. The, mm. Also, the enemies, so far for me, the enemies are just like stronger versions of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, now he's got armor. Oh, now he can fly. Right. Oh, now he's got a sniper rifle. And right. I'm like, oh. And then every once in a while, here's like one new bad guy, but then it's like, yeah. 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 I, I, I will probably play more of it because I was very interested in like, there's like a little puzzle in the somewhat beginning where you're in that like motel. Did yeah. You get to that oh part? yeah, I got to the and motel. And I thought like solving that little puzzle was very interesting. Yeah, that was nice. Like I didn't think that it, it was like one of these puzzles, Nick, where like it's not very like telling you what to do. Right. You just are in a motel and you're like walking around. And you're like, OK, what am I supposed to do? And, and there's a sign right before you go into the motel that's like the rule of three applies. And you're like, OK. Yeah. But there's a lot of weird bullshit signs mm -hmm. in the game. So yeah. you don't really pay attention to it. And then once you're in the motel, you're like, hmm. Maybe I do stuff three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's a it's very interesting. But. Yeah, I get sucked into a lot of games like that that like seem very cool, and then I just do not finish so, them. So, of the Silent Hill series, what's your favorite Silent Hill? Um, God, and, and and another problem is that it's hard for me to even remember which one was which. Right. Like, so, okay, so which one had the? F there was, I think, might have just been the first one. So, Silent Hill one is on PS one. Yes, it was Silent Hill one. Great, there it is. All right, <laughs> and we're done. What about because you like you like the Silent? I'm a Silent oh, Hill fucking, two person. I fucking love Silent Hill. You're a Silent 2. Hill fan. I love it. I what, love what's your it. favorite? Silent Hill two is I love it. Yeah, I fucking what's love it. What's the story of two? Because I feel like I played that one too, but I just can't. I can never remember which. I, one's it's which. like I, I don't remember the copy of the yeah, stuff, but yeah. it's like there was a town here. Do you remember when we went to Silent Hill? And you're like playing like this other guy, this guy who's got to like find his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. We got to go back to that place, Silent Hill. And then you go like walk into town and all of the apartments that you go into change after you've been in them for a little yeah. bit. Then you descend. Of, like it's it, it's some it's some psychoanalytical thing about your relationship with your girlfriend. Right. Uh, who's there, there's dead? Something, there's or, something uh, about these games that yeah. like I played like i've had all a bunch of systems since like playstation one wow bragging um yeah i kind of got all the new stuff well i was like an only child and like for my parents it was like if we don't get him this video game thing friends will never come to the house oh, he'll right. never have things to do with other people Wait, that was a trick they did that to me and nobody came <laughs> yeah, boy. well you had to make it known you what? had what? the thing also what? like on playstation i had the like four controller set up before oh, you had to like buy wow. the extra thing for bomberman yeah and for like any basketball game you were playing yeah. crash team racing i think supported it wow. maybe and people came over because people came over oh yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. yeah yeah it was very cool uh but i i i would get into games and i'd play them Almost like obsessively. Like even now I find games and I'll play them to like six in the morning mm. and then I'll like weeks later not remember them. Like if you ask me like what happened in Red Dead Redemption, I could tell you like six or seven things. <laughs> like it, it's, but I like loved playing it. 
But yeah, my memory of these games are terrible. I'm with you. A lot of that stuff just like is like, you know, I my eyes process it and it goes into my yeah. brain, but it doesn't soak in there. It's just like gone. I normally have to play a game twice in order for it to like yes. live in my memory forever. What games have you played twice? Okay, so the most recent game I've played twice, and I would say maybe is my favorite video game. Oh, is Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. Wow. And I don't think many people would say that that's their favorite game. Yes. Because it's crazy. But I, there's like a combination of things about that game that I love. I have not played any Kojima games except Death Stranding. Death Stranding. And I have to remedy it. Yeah. It's interesting. because You'd love them. You'd love all of them. I bet I would. I They're bet all my, fucking insane. I They're bet so my insane. life is about to get better, guys. <laughs> They're truly so insane. I recently tried to watch a YouTube video that was like, here's the entire canon of uh, Metal Gear Solid. And it is the most convoluted canon of story. It's so insane. I don't know, man. You played Kingdom Hearts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, that's probably pretty bad. Um, there was a little gaming thing that I learned today about Kingdom Hearts that I want to share because it's so fucking batshit, yeah. uh, which is that in the new DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, Tetsuo Nomura, who designed all the characters and, and created Kingdom Hearts, put a version of the Final Fantasy 15 main character in Kingdom Hearts 3, but... It was from when he was in control of the Final game. Fantasy 15. So it was a Final Fantasy 13 versus character. And apparently it throws a bunch of shade at Square Enix. Interesting. Where he like yells at the screen <laughs> things like they took away my name and oh. I'm the one true king and stuff. I was like. So they drop some like drama into the game. They're like, I'm programming in my, yeah. and <laughs> my then beef. If you beat it. You get you go straight to the Final Fantasy 13 versus trailer. Like as if like oh, interesting. It's fucking like all this like weird drama stuff behind but it's the in a scenes game. drama. That's really so fun. funny. And Square Enix it. just allowed him. Like there's enough leeway for the developer that you you can just do that. If I you mean, want. I don't know. Maybe he was like, I'll walk. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'll walk over this final boss. Yeah. <laughs> what a fascinating. Just like, like, because those games are already have so much going on. That's yeah. just well, I like, I like tiny. Like, I think Phantom Pain has a bunch of those tiny mm -hmm. Easter eggs. Like Kojima, like does a cameo in the game, right? So like, there's a really fun mission where you're like, all of a sudden there's a new side quest and it's like an important one. And you're like, what's going on? You're rescuing a guy and you you've rescued this same like hostage multiple times and you get there and it's Kojima like just in a hostage thing and he looks up and the thing I love about the game is and it's similar to this game Catherine is that they like dramatize like this the tiniest moments right mm -hmm. so like Kojima looking up at you in the game in the side quest is like fucking Indiana Jones looking at you <laughs> it's like it's really one of the more epic feeling but I'm like that's the video game developer like right. this is, it's really fun yeah um, and uh, other things about Phantom Pain yes. that are great you have a dog it, that follows you around and helps you do stuff can you pet that dog yes you can pet the yes. dog you rescue the dog as a puppy and then you train the dog and then you like pick him up later and he helps you do all this crazy shit it's amazing that's great um and then like it's a game that like you can be non-lethal in and that's what mm -hmm. i like kind of it's it to me it's like a grown-up uh like uh grand theft auto mm -hmm. where like you're it's an open world you're like scheming and trying to figure stuff out but you're you don't have to kill anyone right like it actually helps you to like knock people out and just like send like parachute them to your base so you, they can become part of your own army so i find myself like not killing i play the game for like hours and hours and i'm just like putting people to sleep all over the place <laughs> there's like stupid things in the game where like if you 
there's a box feature, like a cardboard box, and you have that in your like mm-hmm. equipment. So you get into this cardboard box and you can put stickers on the box. And one of the stickers is like a woman laying down. So if you get in the box and like make it so that the like bad guy, like the terrorists or whatever are looking at the box, they'll they'll see the woman and be like, oh, no. And then they'll like walk over and they'll be like, oh, it's a hot woman right here. And then they'll drop their gun and start going Aah! like the, it's so funny. But, but part of it is just like there's so many strategies in the game and the weapons are so like crazy. Like so many weapons are like you have a arm that you shoot as a rocket and then guide to punch someone in the face. So like you can do one mission a thousand ways with all this. It's like very detailed and yes. cool, yeah. I, have you played it at all? I haven't played, so Phantom Pain is five. I haven't played yeah. five. Uh, I played two and three. I, I won two and three, uh, all the Metagross solids, and they played Metal Gear 1 back on the NES. Yeah. Um, the, the the cardboard box has been a staple of the series. It's since, a huge thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's just a just a, a recurring thing. Uh, but I yeah, I love the non-lethality of it. Two was the one I played the most and yeah. replayed, and like, yeah, I'd like to try to get through it and not try to kill anybody. Just you, like, you know, grab a guy, choke him out, and put him in a locker or something. It's great. You like grab a guy, you put him in a headlock and then you throw him in a dumpster mm. and right. then you can like, and then that guy might wake up and then sound an alarm. It's such and a, and then he sees a poster of a girl uh, on a wall and just starts jacking. Yeah, off. totally. <laughs> it truly is like so crazy. There is, there is, you can go into a locker in Metal Gear Solid 2 and then close the locker and there's a picture of a bikini model in it and then Snake will start, we'll start like, pounding off. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this game is also what? very horny. Yeah. <laughs> like all of these games are also very horny. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. And he has no refractory period. <laughs> Yeah. You can go out and go right back in. You could do it for two days straight yeah. if you were playing the game. That way. Um, it, it, what, what's interesting to me about Metal Gear, that game, is that it's unnecessarily horny in certain points. Right. Like in Metal Gear Phantom Pain, you end up, there's a big story point where you meet this sniper that then becomes one of your like, like playable Quiet. Like helpers. Quiet. Yeah. And basically she's in a bikini the entire time. Yeah, but there's a reason. There's because she breathes through her skin. There it is. And that's the thing about Kojima is he's like, I want her to be in a bikini, but I'm going to come up with a great reason for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's fantastic. Like, and then you can kind of like, you have a base where you live. So you go like to her quarters in the base and she's just showering. Like she's just like in a shower and you don't have to stand there and watch it. But I'm like, they developed this whole thing. She's doing all this. Mo- it's like really insane. So um, she, so she, she's a, uh, like a, like a playable prize. She is. Well, she like is. So like you have like three types of, assi- you can have like assistance, right? Uh-huh. So you go out there, you either have the dog helping you or you have a horse that you ride uh-huh. or the woman or the woman. <laughs> Now, saying it out loud, I've never. There's a fourth option, and it is a robot. (laughs) So it's very interesting. I love seeing you have that moment of realization. Oh, no. I have to finish the sentence. But I will say, she is the most powerful player in the game by far. And having, and at a certain point in the game, they actually take her away. Like, there's a story point where she, like, leaves the story Mm. because she's actually too powerful. Like, she can just kill everyone with one shot and she's a sniper and you never can kill her. It's very cool. That's great. That's she's great. a very powerful woman and I'm sorry I've done any. I got to go back and play that game differently now. <laughs> uh, did you, you we're talking, we're in the world of Kojima and yeah. a couple episodes ago the three of us did a, a deep dive on Death Stranding yes. which we all loved. Have yes. you messed around with Death Stranding at so, all? So uh, my story with Death Stranding starts with the very first trailer they dropped mm-hmm. however many years ago mm-hmm. and I was in the middle of playing Phantom Pain 
And I was like, okay, I can't wait. This is the next coming of whatever this is. Then I found out more about the game. I'm like, this is completely different, but I cannot wait. Kojima's amazing. Um, I did buy the game. I bought whatever like $99 bundle was there. I got like all this shit. And I was like, I cannot wait to play this game. And I played it for hours and hours. And I liked it. But again, put it down and have not gone back. Oh. Right. And I do think I have gotten to the point multiple people have described to me, you get to a point where the game becomes the game and I'm right before it. Ah, so I do know that I'll have like some time to go back to it and it'll be really fun and I will finish it. But yeah, it did not grab me right away. The walking simulation shit really is hard. Oh, okay. interesting. Like, it's All right, very that's hard. our episode. <laughs> Thank and, you so and, much and for look, listening. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Not in, and, and look, from a storytelling standpoint, like hearing any description of what that story is about, I'm like, this is the most amazing fucking game ever. But the gameplay is so difficult to get into. <laughs> As a person who's like, I only have a certain amount of time to play these games. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, why I would totally you get waste that. it on anything else? I know, I know. <laughs> Truly, do you want to know what what made me stop playing Death Stranding? Was I was playing it and I was like, I felt like I was getting nowhere. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to play NBA 2K20 again. <laughs> and then cut to two seasons later and I'm like, I've been playing that nonstop. Yeah, man, since. that's okay. I, I that's, don't mind that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, right. that one, weirdly, I can like start it and finish it in one moment and be like, all right, now I'm done and yeah. I've accomplished something. Yeah. That's my main thing. When I was playing more, more Hearthstone, I was like, that was like, okay, I have a limited amount of time to play games. I know I can get in here and play just a little bit. I, I can play for like, may, I feel like I have 20 minutes. Maybe it'll end up being 45. Right. But I know that I'm not going to be able to sit down and like really get into a game. Yeah. And that, that was honestly like a thing where I understand why some people were turned off for Death Stranding for that very reason. We have limited gaming time. You really need, the, the, the times I really enjoyed Death Stranding was when I had, when I was like not working and I had like an unbroken stretch of yeah. like, four to six hours to play this game. And I feel do like I else. have that now. And I do feel like I might like, especially after playing this game for this show, I was like, I need to play a good game. Like, <laughs> and I know that I have that one right there on the like horizon. So, I, and, and I'm not saying I dislike this game at all. I quite honestly think the dialogue Kojima writes, the like weird turns things take is so surreal to me. Like it is like chicken soup to hear any right. of those characters speak through his voice. Mm. It's so straight. Like everything is so strange and all the terms, like the chiral network and all the terminology he makes, like in the way that control doesn't feel real, yeah. this feels real. Yeah. It's like accomplishing what control wants to as far as world building. Yes, I love the world building. I don't yeah. know if control, see, my fear is that I'm talking, I'm speaking too negatively about control before I get to some kind right. of major Big thematic thing. metaphoric reveal. Uh, and so I'm like reticent to be like, I don't like it. Right. But so far it's like, this is not, getting yeah. into me yet. Yeah. But I'm going to keep playing it. Like, I feel like there's a uh, uh, sort of like an avalanche momentum in gaming. It, absolutely. Like, I, I feel that so much. I did not like Fallen Order, but I played, like, once I got a certain way in, all I could think about was I got to get a little bit farther in yeah. Fallen Order. And I feel like there's going to be a tipping point in uh, in Control that I, I hit with that. And there was in Catherine also for me. There okay. was a, There was I, a tipping point. A hundred percent. Because oh, I found myself... At seven o'clock today, before coming in, yeah, 
like watching cutscenes, being like, what is about that? Like, I need to know more before I go in. <laughs> yes. And I hated that. I hated <laughs> that I was doing that. Should I, should I uh, speak a little bit more about the plot, Nick? Yes, please. Yeah. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, so uh, as we said before, you're dating a girl named Catherine. You're having an affair with a girl named Catherine. That's K and C. During the evening, your main character, Vincent, uh, hangs out at a bar called the Stray Sheep. So let me ask you guys this. Did you guys play Catherine full bodied? No. No. I played the I played on PS now. I played the uh the the PS3. Okay, port that's on that the one I played. Version of yeah. That. Yeah. Matt sent me full body. Yeah. Yeah. Full body I don't know how it. different the game is. Well, full body is a third ca- a third uh woman. There's a third Catherine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, cuz I was very confused yeah. at a certain point. <laughs> there's Catherine, Catherine and I believe Rin with, is in full body. And, and she's Catherine with a Q. Yeah, oh, Catherine. Okay. Get it? Catherine. Yes. I did it, I did enough research on uh Catherine with a Q, so K, C, and Q to mm. know that uh, uh, um, Q is a uh, trans woman. But we'll get into that later. Wow. Do you uh, know what the? What I the k- knew it. That <laughs> honestly, that was part of the like thing where I was like, they keep saying she has a secret. I kind of think it's going to be this. I was waiting for it. Um, Fuck yeah. Uh, do, what were you they, I was going to say because the the it being the same name with different spelling. Is it Catherine in the Japanese version? Do you know, or is it a different name? I assume oh, it's Catherine, Catherine, and Catherine. Because it is it is set in North America, so yes. I wasn't sure if they if the character names were. Well, I know that Vincent is based on uh, the character Vincent from Buffalo '66. So if Vincent that, Gallo, yeah, Vincent Gallo, the is guy who the gets model. top from uh, fucking Chloe Sevigny in that one movie, there you Brown go. Bunny. Yeah, mm-hmm. there wow. you go. Uh, so Vincent from uh, Buffalo '66. Wow. What the fuck were you talking what about? What a just weird then? creative he, choice. That was. He directed <laughs> yeah, a movie with his this. then girlfriend yes. Chloe Sevigny. Where, are they married? Or are they? I, still don't, I don't think. I don't know if they're still together. But he, and he there's got, just a straight up pornographic he, scene. In he it. gets his dick sucked in for real in the movie. In Bananas. For, for real. In for, for real. real. Has that ever happened before that a guy got his dick sucked? <laughs> <laughs> well. So he's dating multiple Catherines. Yes. Right. He's, he's based off of Vincent Gallo, like you were saying. Right. Yeah, and every night, Vincent has a nightmare where he turns into a sheep and has to scale a wall of blocks while being chased by Freudian horror versions of his daytime fears, whether those are terrorizing visions of his girlfriend, Kay, or body horror monsters that represent his affair with C. And on his adventure up the wall, he encounters sheep versions of his daytime acquaintances, people from the bar, who are also all involved in, like, extramarital affairs or have a lot of social guilt or social anxiety. And also, I want to note that this game all takes place on a TV show called Golden Playhouse. Right. Yeah, what? Weird what? framing device. Okay, no. I, wait, what did you just say? So the, so at the beginning, there's like a cutscene where there's right. a woman, she's like, welcome to the Golden Playhouse. I remember this. And then in the corner of the She looks like Lenny screen, Kravitz's drummer. She's got like that gigantic like fro and yeah. like a low right. cut top. Yeah. So, so up in the corner of the screen for the entire game is the Golden Playhouse logo. Which I, the whole time I would be sucked into the story yeah. and then I'd look up in the corner and I'd be like is this like, was this game made by like a karaoke music video <laughs> group? Like it seemed like one of, yeah. It was well, in one of the endings, or maybe in all of the endings you discover that the reason the game takes place in a TV show is it's not actually about Vincent, it is about you. Right. And the show is being shown to you the player to gauge your responses to a bunch of questions that are posed to Vincent. So yes. the two aspects of this game are uh, social simulator mm-hmm. and puzzle game. Yes. And the social simulator has a lot of like um, 
questions about uh, marital fidelity and uh, relationships. And then when you answer those questions, it affects a morality scale and the morality scale changes the social interactions that you have at the bar and then also your ending. Right. I feel like this is like it was just pitched as like a mashup of Fatal Attraction and Q-Bert. <laughs> Truly. It's the, it's the same. It is a perfect mashup yeah. of those two things. Yeah. And I'll say that description that you just gave, like as a as a writer, I'm like, you know what? I would want to write that game. Right. <laughs> yeah. But seeing the like execution of all of these things and how wild it is and maybe the version I saw, because I think. Is Catherine full-bodied, like, adapted from a different... Because I there were, like, two separate, like, like styles of animation in it. Yeah, And it would are. jump around so chaotically that I was like, was this, like, a, an iPhone game that they, like, made into a PlayStation game? Well, I wonder if they redid... Because they have these, an, these fully animated cutscenes, yeah. and they may not have redone those when they did the PS4 version. I'm not sure, honestly. There are some that are fully animated, seems mm-hmm. like... Anime style, yeah. amazing animation. And then it'll, it, within the same scene, yeah. they'll be like at a dinner table and then it'll just cut to like black and then it'll cut back to the scene and it'll be the like iPhone graphics of a guy's mouth hanging open like, <laughs> and it's like really jarring, but it was also just fun. I don't know why that was amusing to me. Yeah, like <laughs> that was in our version of the game too. Like, I think that's the, like, I think the only thing that they expanded some of the storylines and they added Rin uh, right. to the game, Yes, which, uh, which, uh, yeah. So, do should we talk about the women in the game? We should. We yes. should a little bit. All right. So, this is a game about everything being a completely toxic relationship. Yeah. Right? It, not there's not a single interaction you have with any human being in the game that is at, at all at all healthy. Everyone seems miserable. <laughs> Everyone seems insane. And and some of the questions that you're asked as a player, if you answer them in a healthy way, you're punished for right. it. Yes. So, one of the questions that you're asked is if you doubt your lover, should you reaffirm your trust in them or talk to them? If you choose talk to them, that's wrong. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and is that based on everyone? Like, because I think it's like you then compare your answer to like all the sheep or is that just like so, they say that that's wrong? So so the game says that's wrong and then tells you how most people answered right. based on like the online sort of. Uh, strand feature of the game. It's yeah. a strand game. It's a strand <laughs> game. Uh, and so you'll, you'll, so like on, I, I mean, I assume on all of our playthroughs, yeah. it was like 85% of people said, you talk to your partner. Yeah. And that's the wrong the answer. Wrong, yeah, right. <laughs> there are, like, as I, cause you answer them throughout, like there are, you go into these confession booths and they ask you these questions and you like have a binary answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm answering them in the beginning, sort of like, okay, I know this game wants me to say this. Mm-hmm. But then when I got to like the fourth question, I was like, God, I'm trying to remember what the question was, but it was like, how big or like, how how big are, like, how would you deal with a big secret mm-hmm. or something? And then I said, like, depends on how big the secret is or something. And that was wrong. <laughs> right. I was like, well, well but wait, 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 we got to talk about this. So it was very strange. It's, it's I, I, let me say this about the game. As a, like, single man in Los Angeles mm-hmm. in the dating scene. Okay. This game was fucking stressful. <laughs> <laughs> they create such stress, stressful moments. Like so much of the social like simulator part is are these cutscenes where like you are you often wake up with the woman you are cheating 
on Catherine with like you're cheating with one Catherine with the yes. other. And you wake up every single morning with that one in your bed and you're almost like, oh, oh, what are you doing here? Like this crazy surprised every time. Every, every time. Like as if it had never happened before. And the surprise face is so it's the most exaggerated surprise <laughs> face of all time. It's very funny. And so every basically every character in this game is gaunt. They're just a bunch of emaciated, They're like very, so very skin, super lean yeah, characters. Yeah. So lean. Hyper lean. Um and uh so yeah and Vincent I say I mean he kind of has a Spike Spiegel vibe from Kobe uh, from Cowboy Bebop not exactly a just, little just bit. physically nice. you know nice. he's he reminded like, me a bit he's like bit Spike's shitty brother Spike's <laughs> shitty brother yeah but, he's like he's, the Roger Clinton he's always has Spike his, Spiegel he always has his hands in his pockets <laughs> yeah. and he's like oh, I'm not feeling so great people are like so what's going on I don't know it's like <laughs> the most stressed out guy it's so fucking and then like you know in a social interaction you're like texting your, I don't know how much you guys went into the text message. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played everything. You played everything. Loved okay, it. okay. Hate so it. the texting parts are like so strange because you have to like, like, I don't know what they are trying to get out of the text. You're basically building a response line by line, but right. you don't get to choose what's in it. You just get to choose where you where you stop. Right. Well, so well, you can choose, you can alternate. So you, you can start your phrase. It'll be, it'll be like, you get an email from Catherine with a C yeah. and it's like, where are you, baby? I want to come meet you. Right. And you press like X and it'll be like, sorry, I can't talk right now. And then you can delete that and it'll be like, uh, I'm busy. You delete that and it'll say, I'm at the bar. Then you choose the next line. Right. And you can always... Always, it's like a tree. You can always choose a different message. It's always of three things. Yeah, right? and then and then you can send that message, and how you send that message affects your morality meter. So you could send a message that's like pretty healthy and not lying, but it'll be like bam. <laughs> <laughs> your like meter You're will go fucked. down, and like the devil will like giggle at you. Truly, like I w at a certain point I started playing the game. Like I'm gonna be the shittiest guy ever because <laughs> I don't like playing this game as me because it is stressing me out like yeah. there there was there's one cut scene where you like wake up and the girl is in your the Catherine with a Q I believe is in your house and then your girlfriend Catherine with a K shows up at your front door yeah and there's like a extended scene of like you gotta move and you like that like Zach Morris yeah. kind yes. of thing and I literally had to pause it and be like, I can't fucking deal with this right now. <laughs> that confrontation happens pretty late in the, the narrative, I believe. And it's pretty, yeah, it is stressful. It stresses yeah. me it's a out. Lot because it's, it's, you know, it's played so real. Yeah. I will say this about the women, uh, Catherine with a C, the woman that the young woman he has an affair with is like, this is blonde. This is the curly blonde, hair. Yeah. Blonde, uh, curly hair, um, busty woman. And she like, for me, that's like Haley from Stardew Valley. She would never give me the time of day. That's not a woman I would ever have a chance <laughs> with in real life. Interesting. Um, Catherine with a K, uh, who like, uh, is, uh, you know, again, very skinny, uh, glasses, mm -hmm. uh, dresses conservatively and right. is pretty mean, like exactly my type. <laughs> I just want to fucking it's so funny. schoolmistress to scold me. It, it's so funny. Like, even the way they get together, I don't know if it's the same in your cutscene, but, like, the way they get together is they're, like, in college and they have dinner and he's about to leave and she goes, do you find me that undesirable? And then he goes, Catherine, I... 
think you're beautiful. And then they kiss. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that was romantic. What just happened? And, well, she, so at some point in this game, while you're having the affair with Catherine with a C, yes. Catherine with a K tells you she's pregnant. Yes. So that was another moment that fucking stressed my ass out because it is played very real. And then it is a lot of, as soon as she says she's pregnant, she's like, well, I also suck now. And everything I say sucks. And it's angry. And you have to, like, it's like, it's really villainizing the women in a way. Well, it really is, Every yeah. fucking thing about the way the women are portrayed in this game is toxic as shit because you find out later she's lying about the pregnancy. That's what, yeah. And I didn't the know- The fuck uh, is that? Does See, that happen in every ending or just some endings? Because I couldn't quite glean all from- All endings. Okay, it happens She's in all manipulating you to find out what your reaction would be. Oh, uh, shit, dude. Because she has- <laughs> This the, game got me- be, Because she has the that? belief that you're cheating on her. Yes. And she, she wants you to confess to it. And the thing is, how do you guys? You saw the endings. You spoil the endings. I watched that. I watched you're, not that. Fucking, you're, not, you're not fucking cheating on her because you're the the other Catherine with a C is a succubus and she doesn't actually exist. Yes, she's the concept of cheating right. that has infected your mind, and that's why you're having these guilty nightmares every night. And that's why all these other men are dying in their sleep. So yeah. I sort of was picking up on that she is fake or yeah. something about her is not real. Then I have Catherine with a Q, and I and she her story is that someone's stalking her early on. And then she, he saves her and then she's playing piano at the bar and then you interact with her a lot. But then she tells you she loves you at a certain point. Like what is going? I, I was confused by this. I don't you guys didn't play this part. Yeah, yeah. I they, yeah. I mean, they kind of retrofitted her in there. So I'm not sure exactly how she impacts the story. At a certain point, I am sleeping with three Catherines. <laughs> wow. That's, I, that's, I believe that's an that's an achievement. It's a huge achievement. Yeah. None you, of these women would you talk. Over do you sleep with Catherine with a K in the game? No, I don't think you know so. what? I don't you don't. I, that yeah. was just my assumed that if you're in a relationship you would think so no that's how you know she's lying about the pregnancy is you haven't had sex in 18 months <laughs> <laughs> yeah you go into your phone and you check your calendar yeah. you're like wait a minute that's crazy so i want to talk about the things that uh that haunt you in your nightmares yes because this is where it really gets like okay this is egregiously just like shitting on women and yeah. They, yeah so so when you are scaling these block puzzles which the design of them is fantastic yeah they actually are used in esports competitions because the the puzzle mechanics are so quality. That was an interesting part about the game is that it's very, there's two sides to it. And one is this very meticulously generated, really nicely developed puzzle game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is this wildly, crazily edited <laughs> social simulator. So going back and forth was so fun, but the puzzle game was like kind of very engaging. Yeah, you're climbing a wall of blocks uh, that are, you know, they're cute, a wall of cubes. And some of the cubes you can manipulate, you can pull or push, right. which sounds very simple, but you can do it in 3D space. Um, and then when you, you can also hang from the edge of a block, yes. Yes. which kind of changes how you can maneuver a lot. So a lot of it is like pulling a block out, um, um, uh, holding the edge and, and scaling to another side of it, then pushing in different directions so you can ascend to the next level. Uh, and as you're doing this, one voice clip you hear repeatedly. Yes, we have to talk about is this. <laughs> gonna, when, when he grabs the edge of something, uh, this is what you hear. Edge. You hear edge. 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 In a game that is already horny as hell. It's so horny. <laughs> Every cutscene of anime is like, so horny, like close-ups on butts and every, like, it's crazy. And then to go to the block thing and to have a woman sternly tell you to edge constantly. <laughs> it's like, it was very surreal to me to play this game and just hear edge, 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 edge. 
edge. Uh, uh, edge. <laughs> it makes more sense when you get to the ending and you find out that this story took place in No Nut November. <laughs> It truly, it added a layer of comedy to this game yeah. that I wasn't expecting, uh, but it's really, really fun. So it's, as you're scaling yeah. these walls, uh, which are great to scale, uh, there, there, every three rounds, there is a boss who is chasing you up those uh, up the wall, right. and that boss is some amalgam of that day's right. social nightmare. Like the first one, I believe is a crotch of a woman. It's like a vagina monster. Yeah, yeah it's like a walking butt with a tongue coming out of and it. And it's got eyeballs and it's chasing you and it's also speaking the whole time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's like, I'm gonna get you. No, don't run from me. I wanna touch you. And it's it's, hor- yeah, it's it, it horrifying. Is, when I at. saw that, I knew, oh, we're in for some real fucking <laughs> mind fucks of a, of a game. And I will say like, in that every, every like new level, they introduce like a new block. And I think like that, does a really good job of like making the every one of those like levels of climbing seem different. Like mm. there's these ice blocks that you slip on and they're like exploding blocks and all this other shit. And I honestly, I was like, if this was like an iPhone game, I could see myself playing this for hours and hours. Yeah. yeah that in a, like that gameplay in and of itself is like that kind of stands on its own. And it's, it's strange that it takes, I mean, it, whatever that's, that's part of why we're covering it, but yeah. that it takes place in this framing and that this huge narrative when it could just be a puzzle game on its own merits, uh, without all the layers of, of fucked up relationship shit on top of it. The, the score is, it, it uses host the planets as score for a lot of it. Um, and then also when you beat a boss, it uses, uh, uh, hallelujah. <laughs> just, yeah. just some public domain choices in here. The music also, is really jarring. It's very when, strange. When you beat the boss, you you get to the top of the puzzle and you open a door and you're like, all right, I did it. I can get through. And the thing chases you all the way to the door and then gets obliterated by the light of the door. Right. So the last thing you experience in each level is a horrifying scream of like a baby or a vagina. Yeah, it's like, I fucking killed that baby. Woo! (laughs) Literally, when you kill the baby, I do feel like it is celebrated like I just got an abortion. This is amazing. (laughs) It's really fucked. Uh, And one other thing about the... uh, this part of the game is between each one of these like little levels because there's three per night because mm-hmm. there these are in your dreams. You go to this like little holding area where you can save, and this is where you. I don't know if this is in your game, yep. but, you, but like you talk to all these other sheep that are yes. characters yes. from the bar. Yeah, and like I got obsessed with just having to talk to everyone. Like you know that feeling. Yeah, of, you like, gotta talk to the sheep yeah, at a time. Somebody has to say. There's also like they're all trying to help. There's Some of clues, them are trying to help each yeah. other, and they'll be like, "Hey, do you have any new techniques yeah, that you might yeah. be able to share?" Yeah. I have techniques. <laughs> and then you'll see like a clip of like a new way to move the puzzle. And around. you're like, actually, I've played this game a lot and I did not know that. Yeah. So like it, a game that rewards you in that way, I think is really fun. But then you go into the confessional booth and this is where a lot of the question asking, like the real morality question asking mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. For and example, yeah. have you ever changed your hair or clothes for a significant other? <laughs> yes or, or no? no? And I'm like, uh... How do you want me to answer this? Yeah. Honestly, because the answer is probably yes. That would make you an angel. Oh, right. Because it's so interesting. But if you said no, then you're that's bad. <laughs> right. 
that's bad if you have if you haven't retained your identity. <laughs> well, because the 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 specter that they say that they were they they are trying to explore in the endings is freedom versus order. And so, are we placing a judgment on free? Like, is freedom seems bad? Freedom seems like that's that. If you go more towards freedom, you end up with Catherine with a C. If you end up more go more towards order, you end up with Catherine with a K. Right? Am I wrong about this? I I I. And and, and if you take the middle path, I think that's how you end up with a neutral ending. I mean, the the whole thing is designed by a Satan figure. Right. Because right. the game's like... Oh, we didn't arch, even talk about everyone in the bar. Go yeah, on. there's like an arch concept to the game about, specifically about breeding, about what women's role is in society. The, the bad guy at the end, when he tells you why he's done this, he says, when there are people like you who spend a lot of time with a partner without commitment, it impedes the population model. So we separate these non-fruitful couples and redistribute the women to men who can follow the natural order. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's, to me, I'm just like, that element is so, like, lost in trans. Like, it it feels like Kojima in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. what I like about Kojima is so much of what he is saying is through this whole lens of, like, being translated from another language, maybe. But, like, there's the whole message of this game. I'm like, I have to play this like I'm not an American. I, yes, I do love that, you know, again, it's set somewhere in North America, but it's clearly spent, meant to be, like, the U.S. But like Kojima, like, the it's a fascination but also uh, with America, but also gets things very wrong. So warped. Like, like they're in a bar, but they're smoking inside. Never see that. <laughs> and they're betting on women's wrestling. <laughs> So yeah, you when when I realized when it was like watch the TV, I was like, what's on the TV? Yeah, women's wrestling. <laughs> what a choice! No, and then like all the friends are like these insane archetypes. Like, who is there any backstory to the friends or like? I think they all went to school together, right? Yeah, yeah. they they're all they're they all seem like different breed of pickup artists. There's a fedora right. guy. There's a guy with strokes hair. Uh, there's a guy with a beanie. <laughs> there's a really desperate young one. There's a yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah that's who's the then, young guy yeah, who wants then, to lose his V card, and he does to a trans woman, and then everybody mocks him for it. Because he yeah. hooks, very sane, he hooks very up with Erica, who's the waitress at the bar, and then later you find out that when they were all in school together, Erica was Eric, oh. and they all knew it, and they didn't tell their friend so that they could mock him for falling into a trap. It's really that's really not fun. So wait, it's you not know, age well. that there, part is not there age is well. a okay, there is a scene in Full Bodied where like they're talking about if someone is gay or not. Like they're like, do you think it's okay for same sex couples? And then I think Catherine with a key you walks over and is like, I think it's fine. And I remember being like, okay, they're trying to be woke with this game. <laughs> but maybe like, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't get to that part. But they, were, they kept being like, there's a secret you don't know. And mm. I'm like, well, what is it? Uh, the Erica, the woman that that uh, Toby, who is the beanie guy, has the, uh, the hookup with um, – uh, she's got like she looks like a gender swapped Ronald McDonald. She's got like red hair, Full red, yellow. Top. I thought she was Wendy. Oh, we- well, I mean, it could be Wendy. She looks but like Wendy. Wendy doesn't have the same uniform. Like right. Wendy has she's like a selling blue uniform. fast food of some sort. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. That it's it's also interesting because I feel like all the characters felt like they were designed in different games. Right. <laughs> like especially in the bar, like you'd walk over to the like bartender, and I'm like, you look like you're in a different game altogether. Well, the bartender uh, loved this name. Thomas Mutton. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Love it. Uh, who goes by boss. He's the owner of, of the bar, and he also ends up being uh, Satan, basically, yeah. Heather. Like, like that, that's yeah. the reveal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could sort of pick up on that when he's, like, standing behind the bar, and he has this, like, big, like, stupid, goofy grin. And it reminded me of this game... 
uh, Duke or not? What was it called? General Chaos. Do you remember that game? General Chaos. General Chaos was a like a like weird game where you like picked like army. Like you could be a grenade thrower or a flamethrower guy or a machine gun guy. But every character had this really weird shit eating smile on their face. Like, mm. and it just reminds me, it, like that kind of face, it reminds me of him behind the bar. And I just started thinking about this game, General Chaos. I don't know if you've ever played this game, but I never is, even heard of it. This was a this was a Genesis game uh, from the, the early 90s, and it's kind of got an isometric perspective. It looks like there's two teams of soldiers. You're, you're two teams of soldiers, and you're like running around trying to kill each other, and it's so much fun. It I looks think you fun. should play it. I have to go back to something that Nick said, which yes. jogged my memory and, and may have unlocked something insane about the game, which Please. is that in 2006, there was a sexy Ronald McDonald in Japan. Mm. Uh, and if you Google uh, Japanese McDonald's ad, sexy girl or something, you will get uh, a picture of sexy Ronald McDonald. She looks like this. And that is exactly what she looked like in the game. See, that's yeah. exactly what she looked like in the fucking and it, game. And you know what? It made no sense that she dressed that way in like a bar. She was like working at the bar. Her colors yeah. were like totally out of nowhere. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, that's super wild. You, I think maybe she was based on those ads. It's possible. Uh, I will. I also wanted to, to point out, and and this was a thing that was touched on earlier. You talked about how Vincent turns into a a sheep in the. Uh, the puzzle sections. Yes. But the way he's visually represented is a man in boxer shorts with right. sheep horns. Yes, right. which everybody else sees Every- as a sheep because you see everybody else as a you sheep. You see everybody else as a so sheep. So they're always saying, get away from me, sheep, or right. whatever. But that's because everybody sees each other as sheep. But yeah, I did like as far as underwear wearing protagonists go, it's like it's like this guy and Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts. There aren't a lot of them in video games. <laughs> and I will say there's something about him being in his underwear and like running around with a pillow or something yeah. that felt very vulnerable. Super vulnerable. Like I yeah. was kind of like when, when, you know, as you're going up, those monsters we talked about uh-huh. are like chasing you up the map. Yeah. And I did get sort of freaked out. Like I don't want to be grabbed in my boxers in the middle of the You mean you night. didn't want like a baby screaming, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> and then also... I'm gonna go. <laughs> Just to, awful. It's yeah. like the game really villainized like relationships in a way. Yeah, yeah. it really does. Uh, also, just just crazy elements of this world. I mean, so we talked about the that this is happening. This the going into dreams and then dying. It's happening to a lot of lonely men in the game. This keeps happening. For the the newscast at one at point just reads off like a half dozen different names who all died and. Uh, Vincent knows all of them yeah. personally. Yeah. Like every single person that dies is someone he knows personally. Uh, but then also, so this is a world that seems contemporary. Again, somewhere in North America, but space travel has been perfected. <laughs> like there's just like a little layer of like he, there's space tourism and people just go up there. Like, what is go? What is this? It, and it's specifically set in like 2011 because he uses a flip phone. Right. right. It's totally that era. Like it's it's phone. that era of time. Like his outfit is very 2011. But yeah, there's you can like one of the endings is you don't end up with any of the women and you go to space. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, at least they used it for something. They, they fucking paid it off. <laughs> Atlas pulled it off, Ugh. and they did paid you, it off. Did you uh, have you guys done other like? sexy games that like have like cutscenes that are well, designed to be horny. You know, Nick told me that every game is a sexy game. Well, yeah. in a certain way. That's true. Yeah. Accomplishments, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, we played, let's see, we played Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry is pretty sexy. horny. Had a full boyfriend, mm-hmm. yeah. which is sexy. There's some sexy stuff in uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. There's some some romantic angles you can play. Why do you, why do you ask? I only ask because in playing it, it was not a game that I had explored. Like, I haven't really played a game that was a social, what did you call it? Like social simulator? Simulator. And there was something interesting about it. And I don't know if it was because of the sexiness or whatever that draw me into it, but I remember starting playing this game and being like, what the fuck is happening? Why is Matt making me play this fucking game? <laughs> and then, like I said, leaving my house today, I was like, okay, so she's pregnant now? <laughs> I got to get my bank account in order or whatever. It's like I got sucked into it and I just, I didn't know if it was like a huge genre of games or not or like, I don't know. This specific thing, this, this feels like its own animal. Like, I'm not, it like truly I've never does. experienced this before, but there are, yeah, social simulations, dating sims, yeah. th- those those well, exist. I would I would say that there are other games by Atlas that are specifically social simulators. Like the Persona series is a lot of fucking talking to people yeah. all day long in high school and then that affects your relationships and their powers in the nightmare portions of the game where you're attacking So monsters. there's always a nightmare yeah. portion. <laughs> and well, this, supposedly this one, this game itself was a test for Persona 5. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. interesting. I would like to point out a couple other phrases we're told about women in this game, mm-hmm. just as long as we're taking this, like, if we have a lull in the conversation. <laughs> I'd like to point out that uh, most girls want to tie the knot as soon as they're adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, uh, what's the fedora dude's name? Uh, the fedora guy Orlando? is Orlando, yes. Yeah, Orlando's like, no matter how good you are to a woman, you never know if she'll stab you in the back. That, <laughs> yeah. that line really got me. I did try to screenshot that because I was like, does that feel like it's the whole message of this game? Is like, watch out for these women? I but, don't know. But also, like, not, it's not like these dudes are, are having this locker room talk and then you meet nice women. Like, fucking Catherine with a C is like, if, you, if you're dating anybody else, I, I will kill you. <laughs> and then she bites him. Is that what happens? Because he has like bandages on later. So like, yeah, she, she bites, bites him, him. She bites him twice. And she then beats the to... shit out of him in a bar bathroom at some point. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's got some interesting. I mean, it definitely feels like a male POV. I feel like this is two. So like 2011 for me, it, ev- everywhere in the world is like right before everybody starts being like, hey, what is a relationship? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and I feel like it's like the tail end of being oh, like, you know, you can just. It doesn't matter. Just fucking make like stereotypical women and like tropey shit, and who cares? Yeah. And this was like the f- the final word in that perspective. Like, was a dude saying, uh, <laughs> a dude saying, well, sexual selection dictates that women flock to superior men. <laughs> like, We've that's got a it fucking figured line, out. and you're like, and you're like, well, I, I mean, yeah. What? 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 what no. Uh, but I feel like there's room for a game like this with them nightmares and everything. And just like the the thing that got me were the twists and the reveals. I like the story for me is what clicked the most. Truly, like, I, just, like, I I like the story in this game. It's like it's fascinating. I, I think there it, and it had an element of like soap opera, daytime soap. Yeah, kind of thing. And I love that shit. And I kind of think that could work. Like if we if if they wrote like a version of this that was maybe like more in tune to our culture, or, right? Or like was like we didn't have to like translate through like someone understanding what America is or whatever, but. I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be really interesting to do a black version of this, like where it's just like a bunch of black characters. Honestly, I think I want Carl to write a black version of this. (laughs) I feel like there are twists and things that can like happen that I will truly like be playing a video game and then throw it on the ground and run away because I'll be like, oh shit, she's pregnant. 
<laughs> Finding out, honestly, when you said that Catherine was not pregnant, I honestly for a second had to be like, oh, shit, I got to go figure out what happened with that. <laughs> like, that was a real reveal for me. I hadn't gotten to that part in the game. I'm like, that is good. If you're writing something that, like, can surprise you in that way, I think that's really fun. So I know I know this spoils the endings. And if you're listening to this, it came out in 2011. So fuck you. Uh, uh, there, So the endings are good and bad versions of your relationships with the women. So it's right. like you can have a version where you end up with Catherine or where you don't end up with Catherine with a C. If you do end up with her, you rule with her in hell and you are surrounded by other succubi. We yes. have a clip from that ending, which is the horniest version of the game. But by, by the way, right. we should mention that this there is a gigantic demon spirit in this as well, who is uh, Catherine with a C's father. Yeah. <laughs> Today. You're slacking, getting kind of lazy, aren't you? Oh, come on. It's not like there are any men out there hotter than you. Of course not. Don't be silly. Video games. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a human man can be this incredible. Jesus Crazy Christ. He's just oh, sitting no. on a throne He's of women. He's <laughs> naked. The women are naked. I get so hot sitting near him. It makes me just melt away. You really are sinful, you know. So that's... It's funny that you play the game to earn this. You earn women saying this Oh, man, wouldn't it be great if a woman said this? So there's that version, and then there's... Wait, we should... Can we play a little bit more of this? Because there's... I believe there's a reveal. If we we just keep it going a little bit more. Nick just wants to see more of this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey there, Dad. Didn't, uh, didn't see there. I don't even know what to make of it. There's a human with this much power. It's simply unheard of. So the guy, so Vincent, we can stop it now. So Vincent and, uh, and Catherine and then all the succubi are sitting on top of her dad. Like he's a couch. (laughs) (laughs) And in a weird metaphorical way is all relationships. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Like the animation of this is so good. Like if if all the cutscenes were kind of like that animated and like tight and like had like dialogue that like struck, like it wasn't just line by line nonsense. Like I honestly think this would be my favorite. Like I love this. Wow. (laughs) Then you would probably play through to the, um, the, the hardest level ending where the host of the television show, if you beat it in the hardest version, Mm. uh, stops the show and talks to you, the player. And is like, I'm going to turn you into a God and fuck you. You like this, this, (laughs) that woman, (laughs) right? This is even another animation style. This is crazy. (laughs) This is where she breaks down why the whole game takes place inside of a TV show. And this is what her explanation is. Did you happen to notice the central conflict that this game's masterful creators (laughs) placed at its core? Do you want to live a comfortable and steady life? Or do you secretly long for a free life? On screen is the Freedom Order Gauge. And freedom is red for evil. Yeah, freedom yeah. is towards the evil freedom, side. Freedom, freedom is un-American. It's like yeah. the opposite of what we would have. I in don't mind that music. Can we? Do you got a? You got a clip of that? Like, <laughs> like that we could just like hang out here. Piano and, like, music fucking, is great. That music was making me go insane when I would pause it and walk around my house and just hear this <laughs> loungy <laughs> piano music. This plays yes. for a huge so much yeah. of, the game. of the game. Walking around the bar, all of the cutscenes in the bedroom. It is a lot. Did There's a get, small did, amount of music they reuse over and over. Yeah. Did you guys get the trick? Keep this on while we talk about this stuff because I this I want people to go crazy. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, get any of the bar trivia? 
If you finish a drink, they give you trivia about cocktails and like beer and sake and no, stuff. No, oh, I wow. didn't get that. So if you drink a medium amount, you move faster in the puzzle, in the puzzle section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And every time you finish a drink, it'll be like, hello, today's trivia about drinks. Did you know that a rum and Coke was actually named a Cuba Libre? And this is because Cuba represents rum and Libre is Liberty or America. Hence the synergy of rum and Coke. That's wow. tonight's trivia. <laughs> and you're like, man, well, I'll I'm into that. that. Yeah, that rules. Did yeah. you guys play the arcade that was the game in the, well, like, in full Yeah, there's an arcade machine that is in Rapunzel, the corner. But it is the same game? It's the same game, yeah. And then that's actually in one of the endings they reference the bartender who is also Satan explains to you that that was... That's meant as a conduit to either lure men into uh, their nightmares or to make it easier for them to have those nightmares. Right. Yeah. It's, it's something you bring into your nightmares with you. Is right. that you've played this right. game. So you already so, know the thing. Right. It's like when somebody talks about like cabbage, 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 cabbage. I'm trying mm-hmm. to give Nick nightmares about cabbage. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'll dream about tonight it. Tonight he'll just dream about fucking a cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> with this music playing. And then he'll wake up and he'll be like, oh, where did you come from? There's a, yeah, there's a cabbage next to me in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a point where a sheep tells me, uh, did you know that 70% of men cheat? That's science. (laughs) And I was like, holy shit. And then another sheep goes... 40% 40% of women cheat. That's also true. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the world they live in, most people are cheating. Uh, well, we should get to our final thoughts. It's time for the review crew. Oh, thank you, Nick. That was really nice. See, that works. Yeah. I feel like we can we can figure out how to... All right. So my- <laughs> <laughs> So we'll say something positive about the game and then give it a score. Right. You want to go first, Nick? I'll start. Great. There's a line of, we, we mentioned some lines of dialogue in the game. Uh, there's one that stuck with me and I screen grabbed it and transcribed it. So uh, it, it, at one point, Vincent is feeling very guilty about having sex with Catherine with a C. And the excuse he makes is, tonight is not a good night for me. I have really bad diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of times where to get out of a sticky situation, he's like, that guy smells like shit. Yeah. I got a shit. It's like very bad. Yeah, a lot of shitting in this game. A lot of the di- lot of dialogue that takes place in bathroom stalls with two guys talking to yeah, each other. Give yeah. me the fucking toilet paper, yeah. man. Uh, I think that the... You know, I like the puzzle gameplay. It didn't click with me as well as it did with you guys, but I still, like, appreciate it. I do really enjoy the story. And um, I'm going to give this a... I'm going to give this a 7.8. All right. All right, go ahead, Heather. Okay, I like uh, that um, we've now played two games. 
in this uh, podcast where one of the opening actions is urinating on something. <laughs> yes. And, a theme. Uh, and in this one, you wake up after your first nightmare, and which has been like sort of sexy and sort of not sexy. And the first thing Vincent does is check the bed. And I was like, oh, did he just like fucking like shoot it? <laughs> like shoot it into his sheets? Yeah. And then later he's at the bar with his friends and he's like, Man, you're not going to believe this, but I pissed the bed this morning. <laughs> yeah, that is a very strange choice. Like, what I the wonder, fuck? Was it a localization thing? Because it's like so much, it, you would, for a game so horny, you would expect it to be a wet dream. And that, that like kind of sets the right, table but for. could they not? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, the, I, it was an MA game. I think he. Yeah, I, I have no idea. He yeah, could have said fuck. They did a lot of. That's true. That's true. That's I think he, he, pissed the game, or he pissed the bed out of fear is like supposed yeah, to be the yeah. implication, right? Right? I, guess, I guess so. Well, he, he pisses the bed, <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was like, ah, that's a how did this get played game? <laughs> um, By the way, we uh, the theme might be continuing because next week's game is a Microsoft piss simulator. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. It's which, pretty good. It's good, that, yeah. Which has the UI of flight simulator <laughs> and then like a dick out the window. Uh, so I really liked that. Uh, I, I, re I really, there was a point where the puzzle clicked and I was like, fuck, I love this puzzle mechanic. I love it. Like once I got like, so I, the truth is I had this game on PS3 back in 2011 and I only got as far as like the uh, the ass monster and I was like stuck and it kept killing me and I was like, fuck this. And so when it came up again, I was like, I know I can't get past that like second fucking level. And there was something this time that clicked and I was like, oh, I get it this time. And I really enjoyed it. And I would play, I would play just the puzzles and I think you can. I think that's like an option version of the yeah. thing. So I'm going to give this... I'm gonna give this a seven. I liked it, but um, very solid it's, score. It's low because it's not a ten or in the realm of ten because the way it treats women and trans people is trash. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking garbage. not woke. Yeah, unwoke game. Uh, what do you got, Matt? Uh, well, for me, I. I was very uh, taken by the 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 puzzle. I, I I love puzzle games and I love Tetris. And mm, I did have, remind me of that. Yeah, I have not played a puzzle game like that has gotten me close to liking it as much as I like Tetris. But if this was in a separate game that was just this, I would play this nonstop. Because it was just cause it, I, I just could not stop thinking about it, and I was having a hard time with it at first. But then once I started to think of it as a entire three D piece, that sort of opened it up for me a little bit too. I also I gotta say. I don't think we talked about the the voice acting that much. The voice acting in this game is very good. It's quite good, yeah. It's, like, remarkably good. I was, like, very, like, just, like, I was, like, playing it, but then I was also, like, watching it like I was watching, like, a the weirdest movie I've ever seen. And it's also sometimes crazy because they would be saying things sometimes that were nonsensical. Yes. Mm -hmm. But their delivery was so, like, in this tone. It was uh, great. A hundred percent. But, uh... It was too scary, and uh, <laughs> it, was, it was way too scary for me. Because someone got pregnant in it, not because yeah. there well, were ghosts or anything. Yeah, because of these sort of uh, societal things that uh, occur in the game. Uh, but no, like the the baby too scary, uh, the ass monster too scary. Uh, it was all just too scary for me, frankly. And so for that, I gotta say, this is a, this I will never play this again. This is a four. <laughs> wow, four. 
Front of shirt. Hello, everyone. Back of shirt. Baby too scary. <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, all right, Sean, you're your positive thing and your review score. Okay. I went on a roller coaster with this game. I went from not liking it to liking it. I do consider it two games. Like, I, I'll talk about the puzzle part. I, I really enjoyed the puzzle game, but it is the type of game that I'd like play on my phone when I was bored. Like, not like sit in front of my TV and like play. You know, like it was that kind of game where I was like, this is fun, but I'm not going to dedicate a ton of time to it. Um, but I thought it was really well done. And honestly, like even those stupid monsters, like as stupid as they were, I was like, this is an attempt at something interesting. Mm. Uh, so I like that. I hated the social uh, simulator element in the <laughs> beginning. And then when I realized how deep they were going to go with like the stories and shit, I was kind of like into it. So the idea of like a uh, like video game that could also kind of be my stories. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that is sort of like a drama where there's like twists and shit that that is very interesting to me. So I don't know. I liked a lot of this game, but I will say what I didn't like was the social simulator is so sloppy. It felt mm. like there were long pauses between cutscenes, different animations all over the place. Some of the stuff they were saying was just crazy. Some scenes were so long for no reason. <laughs> like they'd be saying the same thing over and over again. And I'd just be like, end this scene, move on. So because of that, I will give it the horniest score 6.9. Wow. Wow. Nice. And uh, oh, and the, getting yelled, getting someone yelling edge at you nonstop is something that I will say is a fun part of the game. If you like that, play this game. <laughs> edge. 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 <laughs> uh, so uh, that's our thoughts. But you know what, Nick? Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're wrong. I have a. Uh, I have a review here from uh, from Amazon. Uh, it is uh, from 2011, and the title is Polyamorous Propaganda. That's like the same Ooh. one. Oh, you did? Yeah. No, uh, that's great. All right. Uh, the review is, here we have an evil, mindless, blonde, Caucasian American and her attempt to ruin a Japanese guy's marriage with his Japanese girlfriend. Oh. Blatant, obvious insult to our boys. <laughs> now, are the... <laughs> Wait, are their races clear in this, or are they making huge assumptions? Yeah, it, it seems pretty ambiguous That's in this game. really funny. It fucking goes on. You have to question how this filth even got published. Now, let's ignore the gameplay that makes Mario Party look innovative and get to the point of this review. Then there's the message of polyamory, a bad message to send to any and everyone. I myself, as a married Christian gamer who plays Call of Duty... <laughs> Great message for the Call of wow. Duty franchise. I find a video game that promotes polyamory to be offensive, and you should too. More so than our boys. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of questions about that person. Uh, despite its M rating, Catherine falls into the same category as Alice Madness Returns. It is not a family-friendly video game. What a specific Alice Madness Returns. He loves it. They're He's pissed this isn't family f It was not even intending to be that in any yes. way. One star. They're not <laughs> laughing with us final love thought it. love it wow. yeah what you got nick uh this is a this is from metacritic this is overdrive a uh the user who wrote this two out of ten here we go this game is absolutely terrible the story about a guy that wants love but is in general dishonest with both of the girls that show interest in him and is to make a choice between them and on top of that there's the game mechanic that forces you to think in a conventional way of society rules monogamy screams out of this game so much that it makes me sick <laughs> Not to mention dishonesty. 
The game creators didn't come up with the possibility to just tell the truth. Look, I want to fuck you both if you're up for it. <laughs> oh my God. End of story. But then there would be no possibility to come up with this convoluted, dramatic, eyes-rolling, frustrating, cliche story. But I guess that's Japanese style. Sex is always perverted and shameful. Relationships are always dishonest. True desires and feelings are always expressed at the end of the big effort and struggle. If you're Japanese, you'll probably like it. If you think marriage and monogamy is the only way to live your life happily, you'll probably like it. If you're a woman, you'll probably like it as well. (laughs) Wait. Guys, wait. (laughs) If you're a man without complexes that likes to set your own rules with everything, you'll find this game story rigid and boring. Use at your own risk. Wow. I feel like that review was written by his dick friend with the fedora in the game. <laughs> Women love it. That is crazy. Yes. All right. I've got, I, I, I thought my review score would fall right in the middle. So I do have a five-star review here Ooh. from Amazon and it's just, it's from the United Kingdom and it goes, thumbs up from my son, title of t- the title, body of review. My son loves it. (laughs) I haven't seen it or know what it's about. Dude wants to be locked in his room all day playing. That Uh, is so funny. Here's a one-star review from Amazon from Swede96. And I more just like this one because of how it's structured. Okay, starts off. As the title says, you get sucked into this game. Yes, there is an online play to be had, but the game utilizes the internet in a fun and interesting way. The levels get pretty challenging pretty fast, and I find myself dying again and again trying to climb up these uh, blocks, but I keep retrying so that I can see how the plot will develop during the daytime. Uh, okay, that's the first part. Next part. Update. Do not buy this game. <laughs> After playing it for a few more days, the levels become horribly difficult and unplayable. The story is meager, and the dream part is just a joke. That's all in all caps. Wow. Second update. If you enjoy extremely difficult puzzle games, <laughs> then go for it. I'm not stopping you. Wow. We just went on a journey with that. Like, things were happening in that person's yeah, life yeah. As, we, as that was happening. That I, that's, that's all I got that I, that I want to read. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- those are our thoughts, and those are their thoughts. And that means it's time for the question block. Ba-ding! All right. This one is from at Jared Adam on Twitter. Uh, Jared writes... Uh, do you consider Tetris a puzzle game? And if Tetris was a dating sim, what piece would you court? Whoa. I mean, it's clearly a puzzle game, right? What else would you call it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a puzzle game. Yeah, I think so. Is it a puzzle simulator? (laughs) (laughs) It's simulating a puzzle. Right. So the other, Mm. the the blocks you got, you got, so (laughs) Matt has brought up a manual which has Tetris block names, which I have never seen Yeah, what are the names? Oh, I've seen this. Oh, it's incredible. Okay. Uh, So they all all have names. Uh, You're used to seeing them in color, but they're black and white here. Uh, There's an L-shaped one that's called Orange Ricky. Uh Then there's an L-shaped Blue Ricky. There's a Z, Cleveland Z, a Reverse Z, uh, Rhode Island Z, uh, and then there's the long one, which is Hero, and then the the sort of the T one. It's called Tiwi, and the square, Smash Boy. Wow. Which one would I court? Uh, I have to feel like I think I'd go based off of the names. I don't know how you pass up Smash Boy. <laughs> He's also thick with two C's, so I'm kind of into that. I think. Uh, 
for me, I got to go with the, you said every video game is horny. Yeah. And the moment where you like take one of those hero blocks, which is just the straight line and you just drop it into a perfect, like, oh, like block of where you just knock four rows out at once. Yeah. There's nothing hornier than that. It is very satisfying. <laughs> so I think I got to go with hero. What was the actual wording of the question was, which one would you court? Which one would you court? Yeah. In a simulator? Can I, can I like court the garbage that you can't clear? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll call that the bottom trash. <laughs> Fine. Uh, more blue Ricky for me. <laughs> Those names are crazy. <laughs> okay, this one's from uh this one's from at X underscore Jiro underscore X. Which franchise would be the best or worst as a dating sim spin-off? Franchise, so like a mm. uh, video game franchise that yeah, be a fun yeah. It's it's hard because I've now that I've played Hatful and the horse dating game, I realize that all things could be a dating game. Sure, everything right. like right. Tetris could be a dating game. Like you could put a dating simulator in. Uh, in a way, Pokemon has dating sim elements because you have to like. Take care of yeah, your Pokemon, yeah, yeah. and you gotta fuck them. <laughs> you know, you know, like I kind of liked Grand Theft Auto. Like I'm a big fan. Like not a huge fan. Some of it is a little annoying for me. But like, if you were in that world and it was a dating simulator, that would be pretty cool. Like you know, you're like in a city and you like actually have to go on you know dates yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you really blew out that side of it, because yeah. they have some light elements there, but they they don't really uh yeah they they don't dwell on it. Um, boy. This is a uh, this is tricky, you know. I my mind always goes to to Sonic, but I feel like that's kind of an obvious answer. I'm gonna say, uh, why not bring it to the sports genre? Why don't let's let's see some dating sim elements in uh, in Madden or or FIFA? Let's it just could be like an NBA wives video game, right? There something. you go, yeah, like a basketball ball wives angle, or or maybe you're dating within your team, and that's like a whole layer of drama wow. on top of it. Ooh, that's fun. Maybe that could be maybe that could be something there. Yeah, I like I like all of that. Well, I would all I really want, and I know that it exists, and I know that plenty of games do this, but I really want a game where. You can, and not in a Mass Effect way where it doesn't really change anything, but I want a game where you can date anybody. And like right. any any gender, any group of people, anything. Like if you're going to play a video game, then you want to have like an experience you can't have in real life. So why not just have it Go be out, like... Yeah. You, like, That's why I guess I was thinking Grand Theft Auto because it's this open world where they're like, you can shoot anything. But yeah. if they were like, let's make an open world for a dating simulator, I think that'd be very interesting. That would be interesting. If you could... Here's what would be fucking crazy is if you could date anybody in Grand Theft Auto, but you also could shoot anybody in Grand Theft yeah. Auto and you had to keep that shit secret. secret. That would Ooh, be that great. That would be, be awesome. Or uh, if a Grand Theft Auto where you like have a secret Sims family. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so It'd be fun. like the Irishman. But, yes. Yeah. Um, we've, uh, I may have talked about this before in here, but I, you know, I played a lot of Stardew Valley and there is a romance <laughs> element in that game. And, uh, my wife was trying to talk to me at one point while I was playing it oh, no. and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm trying to get Leah to marry me. <laughs> 
fuck are you talking about? And I'd just been giving this woman like salads because it's her favorite thing to try to quarter and it eventually worked. There, there uh, is funny. some, there's some, they have to figure out a way to do dating simulators where it's not just give gifts yes, and then right. receive sex. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that would be. It would have to be like, you'd have to figure out ways to experience things together maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like if you, like if in this Grand Theft Auto scenario, you pick her up, you go to a carnival, you ride rides yeah. and then you go home. Yeah. You say and something funny. You say yeah. something funny and then like at, by the end of it, you're like, do you go in for the kiss? Do you send her home respectfully? Like that'd right. be interesting. So in that version, the transaction is the carnival. You pay her mm. in carnivals <laughs> for blowjob. Unfortunately, this now is just dating apps. It is truly depressing. Dream Daddy does do a pretty good job of just making it about like it's just the story is about your relationship. It's not like about like, oh, I'm trying to give this person enough, right. you know, enough thi- enough objects where I win their affection. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's let's get another question, Matt. Okay, well, this one, uh, you mentioned Stardew Valley. This one uh, has to do with Stardew Valley. This one's from at Lord of Pirates. What video game franchise has showed up in your dreams the most? For me, it's Stardew Valley. Gotta keep harvesting. I have a quick answer for this. It's Diablo. Oh. I get, when, I pull, when I'm on Diablo, uh, Diablo binges, I just get like that, just the click, 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 yeah. that manic sort of like, over that isometric view of just killing a whole bunch of monsters that 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 haunts my dreams. I had I used to have when it first came out Doom was so different than yeah. everything that had been played recent like in that in that era that I would have tunnel dreams where I was like in a tunnel that was Doom specific and I would just constantly have these tunnel dreams and that was like my my video game nightmare. Yeah. But I don't know that I've had video game dreams since then. Mine's somewhat similar it was Goldeneye. Uh-huh. And it was oh, because wow. of the hours that we were playing it mm-hmm. and just like how intense those games got. I feel like it was similar with Halo. Like these are both games that I played like multiplayer with like four friends and we would get very competitive and we'd play so long that I would just have fever dreams of running around with like a golden gun. Mm. Matt, mm. do you have anything that comes to mind? I do actually. I had a dream about a video game when I was a kid and it helped me in the video game. Like, actually playing it. The original, uh, well, not the original, but, like, the Spider-Man game that was for the PlayStation 1, I was, like, uh, I was probably, like, eight or something when that game came out and I uh, couldn't get past like to the tutorial level which because I didn't know what to do and I was there's a bomb that you have to put like uh, you have to deal with this bomb and I was kept putting it in the room they told me to put it in but I didn't know what to do and then in the dream I realized I had to close the bank vault and closed it I woke up like it like woke up in the middle of the night turned it on did it and then uh, passed that level and I was like oh god Whoa. I felt so stupid <laughs> because it was the, literally it's the first it's like the first what, thing you do in this what's game what's that video game movie it, with Fred Savage and the the, 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 wizard. Wizard. the wizard that reminds me of that moment where it's like how do you know to get the key yeah. you found I, it, it came dream? to me in a dream and then I crazy. immediately woke up and did it and felt so satisfied and then got in trouble because I was so that late. so your brain <laughs> your brain was on autopilot and could solve the problem but you couldn't in your conscience yeah I could not do it I mean look like Vince in the game you figure (laughs) things out in your dreams so you can live them out in your real life wow yeah that's exactly that's exactly what just happened I am exactly like Vincent and (laughs) and also agree with him on everything (laughs) I think that you uh, I actually think that there have been a lot of scientific discoveries that have happened in sleep like I think Einstein had some major idea happen to him and I know that uh 
Was it Crick uh, who came up with the DNA? Yeah, the DNA helix? strand. Yeah. I know that they were also doing LSD at the time, but I think that one of them dreamt the double helix. Like stuff like that's pretty cool, man. That's very nice that you compared me to them. Yeah. I, um, I am as smart as Was them. It that's figuring out Crick? the double hel- helix, getting through the tutorial level in Spider-Man. <laughs> Two great feats figured out during the dreamscape. Uh, hit us up with your questions at getplayedpod or getplayedpod at gmail.com. That's right. That's right. Uh, as Sean Diston, thank you so much for yes. joining us. Thank you so much for experiencing Catherine of course. with us. Uh, anything you would like to plug at this time? Uh, follow me on Instagram at Sean Diston and, uh, you know, perform at UCB. Got some shows coming out next year. Keep an eye on me. Great. Well, there you go. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was fun. And if you guys have any other horny games, please let me know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt, what's next week's game? Uh, Next week's game, Postal. Ugh. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. I love doing this podcast. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. I wonder if I could find us on iTunes, like how we're... Wait, what? What is this? I'm looking at the podcast on iTunes. Nick, what is this? Uh, look, 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 it's not what you think. It is what I think. It seems like you're doing another podcast. Oh, my God. She shot Matt twice. Matt.